everybody. Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, with me, as always, is Lacey Gilleran and James Bainey. Uh, this is our discussion discussion show. Excuse me. Uh, we're going to get into some really cool stuff later in the show. But before we get into that, uh, as many of you probably already know, a uh, friend of the podcast, he's been on several times now, uh, Jonathan Rinsler, J.W. Rinsler, um, who had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer last August. Uh, his family had tweeted out that he is making end-of-life plans, um, and he uh, they tweeted out a GoFundMe that was going to take care of his family, um, which fans knocked that goal out of the park, and they're going to be continuing to raise money now for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. Um, on behalf of us here, first, obviously, we want to say our heart goes out to Jonathan and his family. He was an incredible guest on our show uh, two times, I believe. We had him on to talk about A New Hope uh, because of his amazing making of Star Wars books and The Empire Strikes Back. Um, you know, the worst part about life sometimes is that you don't know what it's going to throw at you because the very last thing that he said to us was that he looks forward to the next time. And sometimes there just not there just isn't a next time in life. But, but on behalf of the three of us, we just want to say uh, all of our best to his family, Jonathan uh, was an incredible guest on our show and is an incredible person. And we can't thank him enough for his contributions to our show and, of course, the Star Wars community and uh, the world. Um, so, but uh, we're going to be sending a donation on behalf of us to the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. We will be tweeting out the link to their GoFundMe from JW Rinsler's Twitter account. And we're going to have the link in the description here. But again, um, our hearts go out to Jonathan and his family during this tough time. Uh, a great guy, a great person, and we can't thank you enough, Jonathan, for being a part of our lives here. Um, James and Lacey, I don't know if you want to add anything quickly about your experience uh, interacting with J.W. Rensler, but uh, he was a hell of a guest, hell of a guy, and um, we, we're so happy to have gotten to know, know him and uh, have, be a little part of, uh, have a little bit of time of his life shared with us. As always, John, I think you said it perfectly, but um, yeah, no, he's a wonderful person and I wish his family the best. Yeah, it's it's odd too because, you know, he he's special because he, I feel like he really cared about our show and he cared about us. <laughs> um, not that other guests don't, but I I really held him in high regard because of how closely he worked with um, George and, and the rest of the production and stuff. So yeah. he was always a very uh, special person. And so getting him on the show once, not, not, but twice, you know, it so was giving amazing. With his time. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. um, that what, what, a, what an amazing person. And I'm so glad we had the opportunity to, to do that with him. Yeah. And in talking past tense, obviously has to do with, you know, he's still here, but our past tense of our experience with him, he, right you know, multiple times during our shows with him, I would just say like, you know, we've been talking your ear off and, and forcing you to talk your ear off, you know, let us know when it cut us off. And he's like, no, I'm good. And we did some really long episodes with him. Mm -hmm. So uh, he told us George one, hated Mara Jade. <laughs> he was yeah, the one who told one. us that George Lucas hated Mara Jade. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, just one more time, a shout out uh, and thank you to Jonathan Rinsler for your contributions to the world in terms of all of your writings. He does all, so many books on Alien, Indiana Jones. He has one coming out about uh, Kazanjan, uh, the Hollywood producer who was very closely tied with Star Wars uh, that is coming out, I believe, next year. 
and um, his book All Up about the space race. I mean, he had so, so many contributions uh, in the literary sense. And of course, Star Wars as an archivist and a very honest person about his experience with Star Wars. I feel like he made, he gave Star Wars fans an access to Star Wars we never would have had without without him. So Jonathan, thank you for that. And by all accounts, as his family has said, just an amazing uh amazing person an amazing family man and um our all of our hearts to again to you jonathan and your family and it just looks it just goes to show how quickly people supported that fund for mm-hmm. them that now they're able to take funds and send it to help other people's lives at the pancreatic cancer action network and we're happy to be a part of that and again if you do want to take part we'll make sure the links are available for you but uh thank you jonathan rinsler yep um uh, we we do you know we do have a show that we want to get into here and these transitions are just never easy you know I'm gonna do the best I can here uh, it's obviously a little tough um, but you know we are, we want to make sure to put a smile on your face too as best we can um, so we are gonna talk about uh, the future of Star Wars being 2022 how big of a year that could be for us as fans. Uh, with in terms of new content coming. Uh, but we do have the beginning segment of our show that we like to kick things off, and that is a segment we like to call Will of the Force. So, James, why don't you uh, take us away on Will of the Force? I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Before we get into Will of the Force really quickly, I do want to uh, take a second to talk about Patreon. I, I was hoping that you all might consider supporting TRB on Patreon. Take a minute and go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check out the tiers and pick one that works for you. Uh, The tiers start at two bucks for complete page access, which includes a lot of exclusive episodes, live watchings, more, so much stuff. Uh, We really appreciate all of the support. If you, uh, because it keeps the show going, uh, and allows us to expand and do things in the future. So much coming up. So many plans. We're getting ready to talk like about the future of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from the three For of us, sure. thank you guys. Consider thank Patreon. You. Thank you. Um, now, that being said, if you are a $5 patron or up, uh, you can submit questions and topics to be featured on the show, just like this segment, Will of the Force. Let's get started. Our first Patreon submission comes from Major Nerd Coma. <laughs> I kind of like that that all works together. Like I've got a major nerd coma going on right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, will Rogue One feature a roster? No, of... no. Oh, no. no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry about that. Will Rogue Squadron feature a roster? <laughs> we can answer all the Rogue One questions. <laughs> of fighter pilots introduced in animated series like Rebels, Resistance, and Bad Batch. So, Lacey, I'm starting off with you on this one. Can we start with John? All right, let's start with John. Let's go with uh, <laughs> the the fighter pilot, fighter pilot roster. What do you think? The Top Gun guy himself. Let him answer oh, yeah. this question. Yeah, so I... It's funny. I had asked him for clarifying... I asked him a clarifying question on this because I wasn't sure his context. I want to see if he wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did. Okay, hang on. All right. He, I so love he that means, nerd coma. You needed a clarification for yeah. his question. I, I, wrote, I, I mean, what the clarification I mean, is because this the, it seems clear to me. What's up? He says, "I I asked him, do you mean introduce characters from those series or introduce characters like how they did in those series?" Mm. And he said, "Hey John, I mean, I'd like to see Hera mentioned 
Uh, Tora, Kazuda, Hype flying in, and maybe Omega making an appearance. Guess it can't be all of them, but one. So he, he wants to see I, those that's characters. That's how I took it. Yeah. That's how so I took it, too. Yeah. Do okay. you think do you think the, sh- the movie is going to have characters that we've already seen in Rebels, Resistance, Bad Batch that have a, a f- affiliation with flying? No, we will not. This is going to be a new start, a fresh start. It's going to have all new characters. So that's going to fully allow Patty Jenkins and um, the guy writing it. Should know his name. Forgot it. Michael uh, Waldron. Just kidding. No. <laughs> you yeah, know what's no, funny? No. That's the first name that popped in my head. It's even though he, yeah, he's, he, not... he's a hot name for a writer right now. But now I got to look it up because people are going to in the comments. Yes. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, Matthew Robinson. Good You're call, welcome. Lacey. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to allow them to not be shackled to the you know oh you're going to ruin this character thing or the, like the baggage of existing characters there's no need for those characters to be in this there really isn't this is supposed to be the next wave to kick off star wars movies the last thing we need is another round of that whole oh you you really did a number on this person or you should have done this with this person you didn't give enough screen time to this person like no nah. give us some new characters let's start fresh rogue squadron a new Rogue Squadron. I hope that's what they do. So, uh, well, I don't know what you thought, Nerd Coma, but I'm going to say no, they will not. Lacey, same thought, different thought? I, at first, was kind of thinking about how Patty had talked about the process so far and her working with Lucasfilm and being on the phone with them every day and going through the whole thing. But I have to agree with John. I don't think they're going to introduce people we already know only because... Like he said, I think there's a lot of expectations and baggage that comes with that. And because it's not someone like, you know, written by Dave Filoni where you're like, okay, well, he knows this character better than anybody else. I think it kind of relieves the pressure from fans and or expectations. I think she wanted to do something on her own. And I think that's what this is going to be. But I have to think that in the back of my head, I'm going, okay, but she's on the phone with them all the time. But that just might be because it's a Star Wars movie. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, no, they will not. Um, I too am going to agree, but for a different reason. I don't think they will, but my reason is less about the baggage that comes with fans that are personally attached to those characters and more along the lines of the J.J. Abrams uh, viewpoint, which is he gets to create legacy characters. Uh, Ray will always be J.J. Abrams' creation. You know, Finn, Poe, BB-8, all, all those right. characters now exist. Snoke, all, you know, Favsma, like those things are creations of J.J. Abrams. And as long as they live in the Star Wars pantheon, and, and that's the dream of anybody. You know, if you get to, yeah. to play the small character, I mean, even Fennec Shand was like a character that was brought in and she was excited about it but like she almost didn't want to take it but she thought it was this was maybe my one shot and now mm-hmm. that character that's the dream that character was a fan favorite oh they're bringing it back that oh now i'm in this other show it's gonna be a bigger character this is so cool i'm glad i took it the hope is that the characters that you create um get carried on for a long time and become legacy characters and you don't have to owe a little bit of credit to somebody else who created that character. So bringing right. bringing Ahsoka into the Mandalorian works because Dave Filoni created that character. But 
bringing in Ahsoka into Rogue Squadron, for instance, not that that's a good example, but it's a good example in the sense that now she has to owe credit to somebody else and she would rather create her own character, which is now a new beloved, beloved Star Wars character. Yeah, I think that's totally the reason that they're going to stray away from using um, existing characters as the main characters in any new property to that degree. That's a good answer. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next one. Um, sorry about that, by the way, Mer- Nerd Coma, if you're hoping to see those characters. I, I would love to see it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, the next question is, who will we see back in Star Wars live action first? Daisy Ridley or Alden Ehrenreich? Or if you want to be you know, kind of negative on this one, take a turn for negative town, you could say neither, which is always possible, right? Uh, Lacey, I'm going back to you. What, what do you think on this one? I think we're going to see Alden back before Daisy. I think Make Solo 2 Happen is going to happen. And I think the conversations are already taking place. And I think he is going to be Han Solo again. I don't know when, but it will be before Daisy Ridley is Ray again. Mm. Hmm. Okay. John, are you on the same thought? You're, You're muted. muted, John. I mean, if you want to stay muted. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you're funny. Lacey probably muted me using the force for all I know. (laughs) Um, No, uh, I think we have a five-year window for Alden, and I don't think we're going to see Daisy back in five years. So I agree with Lacey. I think it's going to be Alden Ehrenreich back first. I think it's going to be, they're going to wait like 10 years to to bring back Daisy. And I think you you can't wait that long for Alden just for the age purposes. I think you could still swing a young Han Solo over the next five years with Alden because he's a young looking dude. Mm-hmm. So I got to go Alden. And I, uh, man, I, I really never wanted to see anything more in Star Wars. And, you know, <laughs> our talks, our talks on Monday just drove it even further in that direction. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I'm going with Alden. Um, Me too. Alden, <laughs> I I think John probably the the best way to put it is there's a window on Alden and there's no window on Daisy. Daisy yeah. could they could, I mean no one hopes to see this I don't think, but they could wait thirty years you know like they did with uh, all the original cast they they could wait that long, and uh, and it would make sense. You can't do that with Alden, and the more. When Obi-Wan Kenobi was in the process of uh, still being a rumor, will they do it? There was a lot of talk of, even from myself, saying the only reason you would do that is because you have an opportunity to take advantage of of this actor being alive and being the age that he is. You either do it now or you don't do it at all because you're going to miss the window. Right. And I think right now, based on the reception that Solo got... And there may be anticipation to continue doing more with those actors. They probably signed them for multiple contracts. And then the way they're seeing that it kind of has become a a cult hit in Star Wars. I think they're going to let that build a little bit. And then when they feel like they're up against that window of time, that's when they'll bring him back. Most likely, I would imagine. Yeah. So that's a little unfortunate that we got a few more years of Make Solo 2 happen, but... 
<laughs> I think unfortunate I think they but won't, fun. I think they won't close the window just because that movie had some issues at launch and other things. Right. Ten years ago. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, it's nuts. All right, guys, we got another question here coming from one of our patrons. Uh, this time, a commander, right? Five dollars or not? Uh, Commander Sooner Thrawn, of course, wanted to ask a question about Thrawn. He of said, course. It's either about f- college football or Thrawn. Yeah. Well, we find out Thrawn has <laughs> taken over Mandalore and Ahsoka, Grogu, Mando, and all the others team up to get it back and rescue Ezra. John, you're first on this one. Man. Is he going to take over Mandalorian? Mandalore. I- <laughs> <laughs> he just takes his armor and he's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm the Mandalorian. No, it's now. like Loki. He like sticks a staff in him and he like goes and yeah. yeah. Which I finally just started watching. Finally Thanks. started watching it. Loki. Yay! What do you think? I I think it's very good, and yes. I think also I think the music is fantastic. I love the music. Congratulations, in the 19- John! You're six weeks behind. I love the music and the like 1960s aesthetic. I love it. It is a very noir sci-fi look to it mm-hmm. in the um the time travel. Uh, place. Uh, anyway, um, do I think no? I, I mean, I like the idea. It's very cool. I do like the team up thing. I think there is going to be a team up thing for sure down the road. But I don't. Th- I think that might be a little too convoluted to get Thrawn now ruling Mandalore. I think they already have plans in place for that Game of Thrones struggle between Bo-Katan and Din Djarin and that sort of thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I I mean, Thrawn's going to get it in the mix and they're going to have to save Ezra, but I don't think it's because Thrawn's taking over uh, as the ruler of Mandalore. Hmm. All right. Let's see. What do you think? I agree with John. Uh, So far we've agreed on everything tonight. It's weird. We are in an alternate, alternate dimension like Loki. I'm on the other timeline right now. Um, Yes. We're we're in the TRB, not the the TVA. (laughs) (laughs) Dee, 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 dee. Um, anyway, I agree with John. I, I don't think Thrawn's taking over Mandalore. I think he is going to be a major villain for these characters, especially going into that big crossover event. And, I, and like John said, there will be a team up. I don't know if Mandalore is the big piece that people are trying to control. I think it's like it, it's going to be more about force and Grogu and power and stuff like that more than Mandalore itself. I don't think that's as important. Um, but this is a really cool question, so well done. Hmm. Um, I am going to also agree, but I am confused by this question because I know you, Sooner Thrawn. You love Thrawn. You know, you know the character in and out, and I'm surprised that this question is based on the fact that Thrawn would try to take over or control or conquer anything. Um, he's a very odd character in star wars right now because he's the only one that in this story they completely paint him as this crazy villain and in this story he's uh, he's a hundred percent the genius hero protagonist character uh so it's weird to me but i i tend to think that thrawn might even become an ally in interesting in the live action stuff based on who i think thrawn's character is now that they've revealed more about his youth uh and why he's in the place that he's in right now which is 
the empire. So I don't know. It's a tricky question, but I, I don't, I don't think I can't see him sitting on any throne or trying to take over Mandalore. Uh, I, I might be surprised if, if they went down that direction. They go, they go through that whole journey to find Ezra and they finally find him and he's sitting at a tiki bar with Thrawn, like laughing over drinks. <laughs> yeah. Just I, hanging out. I mean, I, to, to paint something near to rebels, that is the honorable ones episode where uh, Zeb got cast aside with Callus, uh, and after that, there was a more of a personal connection, and oh, yeah, his yeah. change started to happen after that episode. And so, I tend to think that if Ezra and Thrawn are uh, marooned together they'll see eye to eye on some things. And it would be interesting to witness those things in live action, see Ezra not trust him and try to come to an understanding of why he is the way that he is. And I don't know. There's so much more to it. Thrawn's a crazy character. Uh, but we got yeah. one more Will the Force question, and that is, will Jin Erso appear in Andor? Whoa! Oh, right? They, they hey famously signed her for two movies right so <laughs> this is a good question uh Lacey, i'm gonna start with you on this one what do you think i'm gonna say no because it seems like she meets him for the first time in rogue one so i'm gonna say no no now no. she could appear in the show having not met cassian I know. I just don't think she's going to. I think it's going to focus on him, and then that's kind of... It leads into the movie and then makes that relationship more interesting from the perspective of they just met and then they get along so well mm -hmm. type thing. Yeah, I, th Not I a, think... Oh, I've heard of them before type thing. Yeah, yeah I think uh, uh, behind the curtains here, John wrote this question. I think John's on to something here because not only was she on a second contract, but... You could say the same about a lot of these characters, like um, Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera would surprise nobody to show up in this show, but the first time Cassian ever encountered him was in Rogue One as well. Sure, So sure. you very well could uh, show a young Jyn Erso, maybe, as a child with Saw Gerrera. Is I that think your it, answer? I think it's possible. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> John, what do you think? I'm going to go and have a little wild card one here and say she will for those reasons, because I believe it was Stellan Skarsgård who leaked that Forrest Whitaker is in this show. Yeah. And if the show takes place five years before Rogue One, that's also the last time that Saw Gerrera saw Jyn Erso. So we could see him kind of dump her off and or that he quick... could show up after he dumps her off. Yeah, I I think there's a I think there's a chance they'd be cute and do that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, it's a type of connectivity that works because we know that exists canonically. Sure. She says it in Rogue One. It's not the other way around. Oh, so now you're okay it... with canon? Monday you? When it, oh, when it's on a theme park? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> John, uh, um, you you yeah. have you have convinced me. Because I forgot one, I forgot one aspect of this. Stellan Skarsgård leaked that Saw Gerrera is in the show. So, if I he agree is with in it the too, show, but I won't agree. <laughs> I refuse. 
He, so I think they'll do what Clone Wars did where they showed like Caleb Doob standing right next to Deba Balaba and everybody's like, <gasps> do you know who that is? Like doesn't have a line, doesn't even say anything, just is there. And I think that they might even they might even go back and get the young actress who played the young Jyn Erso. How many years will it have been? Uh, you know, three more years. Uh, Maybe you could age six her up. Six years. Six, six years since six they filmed years? it. Or six or seven years, yeah. Since they filmed it. So yeah. assuming she was, let's say, 10 at the time, she's closer to 16 now. Well, she was eight when at the beginning oh, of eight. Rogue One. Okay, so she's closer to 14 now. Possible. I, yeah. There's, there's a lot going into this. Depends how much like she's this, grown. It's so weird when you get to child yeah. actors. Like, they just get gigantic. Yeah. Right. And they'll just, like, Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, like, remember how, remember, how big, remember how big Jaleel White got? And he's still supposed to be playing little nerd Urkel. He was just absolutely yoked. Or all oh, the yeah. Stranger Things cast. They showed up for, like, the third season. And they were like, hey, what's up? And you were like, whoa, yeah. okay. Yeah. Bo, Bo Gadsden is is the is the young actress. I don't know if she's still working or whatever, but even if it's not her, you could even if they wanted to do a de-age on Felicity Jones or something like she's supposed sure. to be sixteen. You know, I, I just think it'd be interesting. Just like a quick thing, and just be like, oh, she said that to him. That's cool. Yeah, and I think be she a could lot be in cooler. I like that. A lot cooler than like you know Doctor Avazan popping in the street. And it, now that I'm and, thinking about it, in Rogue One, where you know they're interrogating her once they bring her to the base and cassian goes so when was the last time you saw saw guerrera like he, that line itself could also explain that he sees her with him yeah because yeah why would he ask that unless he's seen her with them obviously like, you can say oh well he just knew but the way he asks it is so kind of like oh well when did you see him because i know you've seen him because i know you were yeah. with him because i saw you with him yeah like yeah. we see, like Saw Guerrera tell her, like your new name's Liana. Here's a like, knife and a loaded blaster. Yeah. Goodbye. Like yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, but I refuse so, to agree. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, <laughs> we we agree too much for our audience's taste. So uh, yeah, I do like that you managed to flip all of us, though. How dare you? <laughs> a man of the people, as he says. The man of the people, baby. <laughs> I got really excited. I I was gonna get try to go find more about uh that that girl is definitely still acting she's she's on the crown she James plays a is now doing character. youtube videos <laughs> yeah yeah uh, she's on a show Jenner called Seven. the duchess she's on a so a movie called censor dominia cool. tv series that she's in yeah she's definitely still doing a lot of stuff so um, very interesting yep all right, cool. So uh, that cool, is it cool, for Will cool, the Force. Cool. cool, 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 cool. That's it. Yes. Uh, John, you want to take us into the discussion? Yes, I do. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. 2022 will be the biggest year in Star Wars history. Hard to believe, but because there's been big years. But think about it. All right. Even though we have the, is the new seventy-seven, batch. cool, right? <laughs> we have cool comic book runs going on. We talked about it on Monday. We have the High Republic book discussions just came out on Tuesday with James and Kyle. 
There's a bit of a calm still happening in Star Wars right now. News is a little light. And as we know, there's always a calm before the storm. Well, our bones should start aching pretty soon. Maybe this fall as the end of 2020. (laughs) There she is. There's my girl. At the end of 2021 through 2022 is set up to be the biggest year in Star Wars history. You got the Book of Boba Fett, Andor, Into Obi-Wan Kenobi, Celebration, and quite possibly the Mandalorian Season 3 all happening in one year, let alone probably some form of a trailer of Rogue Squadron and maybe even other announcements. So fans have never experienced that much Star Wars content in one year ever, and it might be the kickoff of the norm more so than the exception. So let's just look ahead at what we're in store for in 2022 in a galaxy far, far away. Now, originally, I was going to do... a more of a speculation um, discussion, uh, expanding more upon, you know, Hayden Christensen and Obi Wan Kenobi. But I was like, you know, we did the Darth Vader series thing last week. Maybe it was a little too redundant. And then I started thinking, like, you know, a lot, I've been talking to a lot of people and stuff, and a lot of people have been like, man, you know, kind of bummed out. Star Wars is like feeling a little dry right now, even though there's all this other stuff going on. Uh, you know, everyone's seen all the Marvel shows come out and Star Wars is, you know, there's not a lot of Star Wars news, news coming out. And so then I was thinking like, well, why don't we talk about what's ahead? Because, you know, granted, it doesn't seem like it's soon, but it's coming. 2022 is right around the corner. Book of Boba Fett is five months away, uh, less than five months away. And I just think like we are in for a monster year of Star Wars content coming out let alone other Star Wars content being made. So that's why I wanted to have this discussion. I'm going to kick it off by throwing it around to each of us. What are you most excited about when you tangibly put yourself in 2022 and pretend like you can map around to whatever spot you want? Which piece of content or which event or what are you most excited about? Uh, I'll start with you, Lacey. What, what, What upcoming Star Wars stuff in the year of Star Wars that will be 2022 are you most amped about as a star wars fan uh event wise celebration content wise obi-wan kenobi Mm. um but if we're gonna pick one thing like Lacey, pick one thing probably celebration i'm just i think it's been a very kind of isolating lonely couple of years for a lot of fans including myself and i'm just really excited to be back with all the star wars fans to see you guys um and to just celebrate what we love and be together and just have fun and hopefully um seeing as it's more down the road it's even you know less than a year from now but it's still about a year um things will be a little bit better and safer uh in the country so hopefully that would mean more fun and things can go back to normal so to speak and, and be and be safer which is exciting um to travel again we haven't done anything for a couple of years here mm-hmm. so it's going to be fun to to go to theme parks and go to panels and celebrate star wars and just be around other people like that's what i'm excited about to see other people that i haven't so, seen in a very long time and i feel like i took that for granted for a while unfortunately yeah absolutely i agree with that completely i think we all agree celebration we're very excited to go and do that um Obi- why why Obi-Wan Kenobi? Let's so let's just say let's let's cheat and let's say let's pick the stick to the content stuff. Okay. 
if if Obi, why why Obi Wan? Is it just you and McGregor coming back? What or is it more that you're hearing about it? What why Obi Wan over the others? Um, Obi Wan because it was something that had been rumored for a really long time that you and wanted to be involved in, and it gives me hope for projects like Make Solo Two happen because if something like that lasted in production for what six years or something like that and then eventually got the green light that means that anything can happen in star wars for projects and possible movies and tv shows and that makes me excited but out of this list of stuff which is all great obi-wan is the only one that i had a very emotional reaction to when they announced it like i straight up started crying because i was just so excited for him i was excited for the fans i was excited for myself yeah. Uh, because this has been a long time coming and he's one of the most beloved actors within Star Wars that gets to, you know, put on the robes again. So I just can't wait to see what's what it's all about. And the fact that Hayden's coming back and they've pitched it as this epic battle of meetup again. Um, there's just so many possibilities. But yeah, the big part of it is that it gives me hope that the things that are maybe a little bit more on the fan servicey side are going to be greenlit because it's what the fans want. Cool. I dig that. Um, James, what about you? Is it Kenobi? Is it another show? Is there something else I have I didn't even mention? What uh what are you most excited about? Obviously you're excited about celebration. Um well, what, well, are, you, what are you most excited you, about? You say the celebration too, because I, I think you're right. I think ultimately celebration is is crazy, but also the release this year is the um the hotel is opening up. And Oh sure. Uh, sure. You know, we haven't we haven't really planned or thought about if we are going to. I joked about it last week. Like I'm rethinking going to the hotel with John, but it's kind you of mean one Monday. Of those it was only Monday. That's right. But I sometimes said last week, talking but I mean, to John yeah, just, does yeah. feel like a week ago. <laughs> so long. But uh, but I I got reinvigorated when they put that poster up, and I was like, oh, this is like a thing, and it's like an experience, and it's like, uh, you know, three days or two days, three days, and it involves the park and everything. And I started thinking about that. Now, granted, Celebration is, there's a lot more to it because it also is going to have the park involved and it's going to have so many other exciting things that are going to get announced. And I, I think Celebration is the clear winner there, but not to be forgotten is the opening of that uh, hotel, which is another big, it's the next big venture for Disney in a physical sense um out of the shows i think i'm gonna have to stick to what i've what i'm sure everybody's gonna assume i'd pick which is Andor. andor yeah. hey there it is the, and the reason there is is uh number one mandalorian season three and book above fett i've i've seen mandalorian i know what the vibe is and then i've seen boba fett in mandalorian so i kind of get the vibe from that too it could clearly be different have a different um uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Um, theme feel, feel, yeah. But I, I kind of have an idea of what's going on there with Andor and Obi Wan. Those are completely different things. The only thing I think that's really going to win me over with with Obi Wan is how much they lean into Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader and how much Inquisitors might be involved. That might actually win me over. Uh, when I look back at the shows in the same way I've looked back at like WandaVision and Winter Soldier and you're trying to be like, which one did you like better? You know, I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right. I think like if you were telling me that the Inquisitors were involved, or we got some appearances from characters that we've seen in the comics or from Rebels or something or video games uh, like Fallen Order. 
man, that could be really cool. And as much as I would be excited for Andor, I think that aspect of Obi-Wan is definitely going to be really neat. And I think it, mm-hmm. it probably holds the most, even though we just got done talking about Jyn Erso showing up, I think Obi-Wan has the potential to, to bring the most canon alive again. Yeah. Um, and making it like, these are, these are real stories. These aren't, I expect Andor to be, uh, it, an adventure that is almost confined within mm-hmm. itself. He's going to go on this adventure, meet new characters. That's cool. But I don't know. I don't know. And that's cause we haven't seen a lot from it yet. Whereas Obi-Wan, we can, we kind of, I don't know. I guess I guess there's nothing there to say. Well, Obi Wan, you can kind of picture like we have a more. good understanding of Obi Wan yeah. right now than we do Andor. When we've actually right. seen more from Andor, we've seen the sets, we've seen him talk about it, we've seen behind the scenes like artwork and stuff. But for some reason, I feel like I have this better understanding of what Obi Wan's going to be because right. uh, maybe it's because it's just so confined or something in the story. It's a character you know very well. You know what I mean. Yeah, it's just been it, with you for a while, so you can think of all the possible it's situations. It's weird how similar they are. They take place in the same era. Both right. characters are going to die very right. shortly after the series. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like we know the fates of the main characters. There, there's a lot that's very similar. I don't know why I feel like I have a better understanding of Obi Wan than I do Andor, but I am more excited for Andor just because I'm such a big Rogue One fan. Do you ever this? Yeah, I mean, my my picks Obi Wan also just because uh, I don't know if it's the hype, but just because uh, the excitement of seeing you McGregor back and having a chance to do it again, um, and his excitement for it, giving Hayden another shot, seeing what they do with the Darth Vader thing, um, so that's my pick. I mean, I am excited for all of it, of course. Uh, a part of me. And I don't want to get too far down a rabbit hole here because I do want to talk about just the idea of this amount of Star Wars content coming mm-hmm. and have that as the main discussion. But mm-hmm. imagine they did this and we'll real quick. I don't want to go too far. Imagine they film all this Obi-Wan stuff and they surprise us like they did with the Loki thing. And they're like, there's a season two coming and they end this season one. And we all thought it was just going to be this one season thing. And they, they film it all once now, and then next year, or the, the following year, they put out the net, the last six, and they do two parts. That's crazy. I think that would that would be... A re- and there's enough time in the, the gap between... There's nine years there that could work, like we've been saying with Solo. Right. Where they can do a little bit of a cliffhanger after the sixth episode and say, well, we said, you know, Hayden's coming back for the rematch of the century. We didn't tell you that it was going to happen right now. Right. I think that would that would blow people's mind holes if they did like mind holes. Yeah, yeah. There's one here. And there's yeah. one here. Yeah. Boop. I I I just think that would be. I and that you know that's wild speculation, but I think that'd be kind of cool if they did that. Anyway, um, I I wanted to make another point here too is that we often talk about how Star yeah. Wars is so far behind Marvel, um, and when it comes to movies in 2022. Marvel will release seven and Star well, Wars will release uh, zero. The joke I but, said in my head was, is this what Marvel fans usually feel like? <laughs> is yeah. this what it's like? Be, but I'm joking. I am a Marvel fan. Yes, it is how we feel. 
in 2021, we will have gotten WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and then it just was confirmed that these will also be released this year, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, right? Black so Widow. Five, no, but that but television shows. Oh, okay. Okay. That's five Disney Plus TV series from Marvel in one year and uh in a, in the calendar year. And now we're looking at the the following year 2022 we will have gotten book of boba fett and or obi-wan and the mandalorian season three that's probably badge bad batch season two probably yeah but that's an animated thing oh right right yeah so i'm saying live action disney plus exclusive shows star wars will put out four in a calendar year and uh only right behind marvel which did five so I I'm starting to think that they are not. And then who knows about 2023? Cause you're going to get Andor season two and you're going to get Mandalorian season, and you're going to get book of Boba Fett season two, you know? So it's like, and then you're going to add on all the other shows that they probably inevitably get to sure. like Lando and Absolutely. other things, you know? So uh, all those, all that stuff, they are really catching up to that precedent that Marvel has s- stood for a long time. Um, if they could figure out their movies, then that would be great. But right now I think we're very happy and we've been speculating for a long time that star Wars has been moving towards the television direction for the future for a while now. And I think that all came around when Disney plus got announced and we found out about Mandalorian and we're like, Oh, I bet they're going to move away from this whole trilogy thing for a long time and Mm -hmm. focus on live action television for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's hard to compare the two, especially because Marvel has such a wide net and they have a pool of previous content to remake, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, They they do. (laughs) They do. Yeah. Thank you, Fox. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of already exist existing stories that they can kind of connect dots. And I'm not taking anything away from Feige with that. But Star Wars is kind of more. Um, writing on the blank canvas now while also trying to connect things in a fresh sense. Um, mm-hmm. So it's right. a different It's a different animal. I feel like Star Wars is more precious in terms of the, its story. And I think Marvel, while is excellent and they do a fantastic job, I personally see it as a little bit more of the popcorn. Uh, go see a, a, a really cool spectacle sort of thing where to me, I think Star Wars is more deeper for a lot of fans and that's just me as a star wars fan so i'm biased Mm -hmm. i'm sure marvel marvel fans will see it the other way but with that said you know we're still having about to have the biggest star wars year ever um it's i know it's gonna be very busy for us as a as a podcast uh star wars news net is gonna be very busy covering all that stuff uh and it's just it's it, it makes me excited to think about and I, I want I guess the main reason why I wanted to talk about it is because there does feel a little bit like sometimes with fans right now, you see, you know, the other cool kid in school getting all the attention being Marvel because of what James just listed. And we're sitting here at Star Wars like, well, we have the High Republic books and uh, the Bounty Hunter comic and Bad Batch. And it's like, yeah, that stuff's cool. But like, it's like, the, you know, that episode of The Office where Angela has that party and then the other party has all the margaritas and the and the, and the <laughs> karaoke, karaoke machine and all that stuff. And that's kind of how it feels sometimes. Uh, and yeah, do we have the double fudge brownies? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. I, but, found, I found out you know what I mean? Angela is from Dayton. 
the, is everybody the, from Dayton? The What's character Angela is from oh, Dayton. Oh, yeah. okay. Not yeah. the actual actress. Which I believe her name is also Angela. But <laughs> um, you see what I'm saying? Though we so so that aside, the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because we need to look at our lane only. And Star Wars is about to have its biggest year ever in terms of hours of content coming out, especially in the live action slate. And that's really something to embrace. Now, how they're going to segment it out, my guess is we're you know we're getting Book of Boba Fett at the end of this year, which will run right up until the end of the year uh, to kick off 2022, and then we're going to get Andor, um, and then Obi Wan Kenobi in like the late spring summer. Maybe they do the trailer stuff, or here's a sneak peek of Obi Wan at Celebration. Uh, do first like episode. They can show the first yeah. episode of Celebration. Or like, so summertime, Obi-Wan Kenobi, kind of like they did with Loki. And then if the rumor is true that they are going to be filming Mandalorian later this year, maybe Mandalorian season three comes out at the end of 2022. You get a trailer for Rogue Squadron. And then before you know it, it's 2023. And it's the return of the Star Wars movie that year. So What is sleep? That, that uh, yeah, right. Can we please stop the, doing 3 a.m.? Please, Disney, please. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that, too. They need to change I'm, that a little I'm bit. I'm going to be happy with the move just to Wednesdays. That That's already a huge change just simply because we record our shows on Thursdays. Yes. Yep. And you know what's funny? It's only the 3 a.m. thing so that it's the same day for all of U.S. Right. Because it's midnight for West Coast. And I don't think people on the West Coast have a problem. Most people, adults, stay up till midnight anyway. Yeah. So what's the difference? You're going to bed at twelve forty-five. You know, big deal. Whereas yeah. us, if, it's like a it's a day changing thing if you have to do that. <laughs> if I had to, yeah. If I had to watch, if I was able to watch Bad Batch and do the Bad Batch reaction show, I could watch it at midnight and do the show, get it published. It's out everything by like say like one thirty. You still get like six, seven hours. I can hours go to bed sleep. and get up the next day, and that's not crazy. That's not the end of it. <laughs> yeah. The way that it is now, we end our show, and I get about maybe two and a half hours sleep before I have to get up, and then I have to record everything or watch it, record everything, get it out, push it out, go back to bed, and get about another three hours of sleep before I wake up. And because last week we recorded our episodes like uh, later. I just I had to stay up and then I took the day off because it just, oh, I was like God. it's not gonna work I can't work I like it, it's one of those things where um, sometimes the most loyal fans are the ones that get hurt the most because they have it's to punished, wait in line yeah. the longest <laughs> yeah and, so you know listen folks support us on Patreon <laughs> so that James can quit his job I can't <laughs> wait for visions to show up can't wait to yeah. do those reviews. Oh yeah. right, and then it's yeah, yeah, because it's going to drop at one time, which is going to. Could you exciting. imagine yeah, they drop yeah. all eight episodes at three a.m.? I'm just that's like, the rumor. No, that's <laughs> the rumor. That's just that's just you're going to have to make the dedication. You're going to like order a pizza and is like it? just I'm staying up all night. You have to have one slice per episode. Yeah. Now I got to do that it? just because we've said it here. Like that's what I'm going to do for the episode. Be like, well, I'm on slice one. <laughs> Isn't it Here funny how there's there's a Star Wars show coming out that's not canon, but their theme parks are and their hotels are? John! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... You're so you ridiculous. Th- Just let do, it go. Do you guys buy the idea that uh, Mando's going to be filming this year? 
I do. I think if they're ahead of schedule and things are going well, they want to crank stuff out. Disney is full force. We need to make our money back from so 2020. The, yeah. We're going into streaming. We need to keep this machine moving. So then, I mean, there's also coming. one other thing to that too, and that's Pedro Pascal has now revealed his face on the show, or at least is more aware. Yeah. We saw his face in the first season, but now he's taking his helmet off. He's going to be a character that can remove his helmet more often. That means that he is now more than ever becoming the Mandalorian, and that's that's going to be exciting for his career. Right. Whereas right. before he was like cool with it, and whenever you know, whenever it fit in his <coughs> schedule, he would do the voice, and he was excited. But now. He's on screen. That's him. He's doing And the he's role. got a lot of projects lined up, too. They got to move when they can. He's going to walk down the street and kids are going to say, oh, it's the Mandalorian. And he's going to go, right. all right, I know why I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that. So if they do film later this year, you got to suspect they're going to like say the Mandalorian's coming back in its slot, you know, Thanksgiving time. 2022 baby. i'm naming the baby mandalorian because it's the perfect timing <laughs> just that kidding works. i'm kidding i'm kidding sorry go ahead <laughs> so so perfect oh you mean because they're gonna start filming when you're having the baby is that what you're saying well you said for the release of it the following well, year then that would mean you're having another baby because it's not oh, yeah. this year no, that's it's right. the next year sorry my timing was off He's like, I have something to reveal. Wait, I was no, thinking I don't. more of like Book of Boba Fett, like, and we were talking about being tired. No, and I was yeah, like, so yeah. I'm gonna go tired in September and then exhausted. Na- and- name the baby Fennec Shay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better get a follow from Mingna if that's the case. Mingna, yeah. I'm naming my child Fennec Shay. Um. So that I mean that's that's a big that's a stacked lineup because I'm I included Book of Boba Fett because it really is kind of probably going to run right up to the end of the year to kick off 2022, and you got to expect the first show that is out of the gate is going to be um, Andor because that I think well maybe I'm wrong but uh, I would feel like that's more ahead of schedule than Obi Wan so that's going to mm-hmm. be like your spring show uh, and then Obi Wan's going to be your summer show which they're going to tease us at Celebration with probably. And then your fall show is going to be Mando. So there's not going to be a lot of gaps in between this stuff. And then I assume filming for Rogue Squadron is going to be happening. So we're going to be getting news about that. Um, And we may even get a, tr- a teaser for that. And who knows? Like, here's the other question. Like, are they going to announce more shows? Are they going to start filming Ahsoka? They are going to have to start filming Ahsoka at some point mm-hmm. that year. Acolyte is probably going to be filming that year, mm-hmm. and they're both going to come out in 2023. So we're going to have news on that that we're going to be talking about. Do you think Ahsoka's uh, that soon? I would think those shows are probably slated for 2023. Yeah, you're probably right. I just the the vibe that I've gotten from Acolyte is that it's actively like being worked on. I mean, who knows? Maybe Ahsoka is too, but we're hearing a lot about. Acolyte. Acolyte. Well, it, se- I, it seems the, sooner than I think the reason Ahsoka. we're hearing about Acolyte is because it's the one thing that it, it's Leslie different. Headland's doing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Ahsoka, it's Dave Filoni, and he's like, guys, don't like that's what I do on Friday afternoons. Don't worry about that. And Rosario yeah. Dawson has other stuff going on too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it just it, all the she's stuff coming back for Clerks Three. Even I'm so excited. Even Book of Boba Fett still kind of feels like it's somehow wrapped up in that. Mando verse uh, that 
you almost get the impression that they could be shooting scenes for shows on the production of this show. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we've got Rosario Dawson here. Let's shoot this this thing. I don't think they've done that for Ahsoka, but you kind of get the impression that that could have been possible, that they could have shot a book of Boba Fett scene or something during the production of Mandalorian you know, or whatever. You might even get to that point where they're like, Hey, today we're shooting book of Boba Fett season two. Uh, and then the next day we're shooting, we're back to Mando season three. Who knows? Are we set on there being another book of Boba Fett because the crew merch said season one? Like, I don't know. I still feel like they're only doing one season of that, but I guess, I guess the other side of that is if it does really, really well and kills it, Disney's going to be like, we want more. Yeah. I was going to say they were open about Andor and they were very open about Obi-Wan being closed. Uh, Oh, sorry. Andor being open, Obi-Wan being closed. Right. But they've not said about uh, Book of Boba Fett. And that makes me think that they're, they're kicking it around. Otherwise they would have said Book of Boba Fett. It's a limited series. We're doing it. It's going to be raw. It's going to be cool. They would just would have said it if the if the plan was to do eight episodes or f- four episodes, eight episodes, whatever it ends right, up being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's open right now. They just and don't want to announce it. Maybe that's the Loki that, thing. Yeah. They, they they're not going to say anything Maybe. until that final episode and go right there. That could be cool. And that that's Boba kind Fett of the train of thought as to why I thought about that about the Kenobi thing because. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be it. Like Ewan's gonna come back for six episodes and uh, goodbye. Like that's why I could see Disney being like, um, "Yeah, we're splitting this up, and we're doing, two, we're getting two, we're milking this cow twice." You know? <laughs> yeah, that totally makes so, sense. So I don't know, but you know, I guess you know we're we're kind of coming up on time, so we're kind of doing a little bit of the uh, end of the show, which we usually save for an open chat anyway. But there, you know. There's there's other elements of this that we could talk about. Like James, you brought up that hotel opening. You know, for for us, like, are we you know are are we going to think about going places aside from celebration next year? Yeah. Are we gonna yeah. Are we gonna try a a group trip to Disney World? Are we gonna you know? San there's Diego. a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. San Diego. There's a lot of things we could think of. So I'm just excited. For, for that aspect, because while things are, are getting back to normal now, and I know there's, you know, other variants of the virus going around and stuff like that, but I feel like 2020, 2022, in terms of what we do, is going to be the real, like, you know, we're back, baby, uh, sort of. It's been a, sort of it's been a long year and a half so far. You know, you guys, the it's listeners, been and. A long <laughs> year. <laughs> you you guys and the listeners uh our our supporters on patreon you've been there for us for the past year and a half and we can't yeah. wait to do even more in the next year once things get moving and we get to go places um but that being said there hasn't been a lot of news because of that lack of events lack of stuff going on so you have companies like disney and lucasfilm that are holding back being like why would we just announce this when we can wait and make a big splash next year so it's kind of like this like christmas morning thing where you're like christmas is coming christmas is coming and like you know it's around it's on the horizon but um thanks to you guys for sticking with us over the past year and a half because it's going to be that much better of a payoff in the next year. I guarantee it. 
It's funny yeah. you bring that up, Lacey, because I have actually been recently thinking of a lot about our patrons, and I haven't really found a place to say it, but you're saying it exactly right. Like, between the three of us, and I'm kind of speaking for them, like, when the pandemic hit, we had we'd kind of just started to find a stride on on our Patreon, and we're like, hey, we, we have these ideas for content that we're going to put out and stuff, and as soon as the pandemic hit, we just thought that thing was over like we were like this is gonna tank everybody's losing their jobs it's just a bad situation <laughs> yeah i know i lost yeah. my job and so it was just a bad situation overall and we have absolutely been floored that so many people i mean it's oh, done nothing man. but grow you know our, our our community of people who enjoy the show and have continued to support us is absolutely mind-blowing that you know i i don't even know how to explain myself when i'm trying to um convey emotion about all the people that have continued to support the resistance mm-hmm, broadcast mm-hmm. through 2021 or 2020 and just sharing and, and watching now. and listening is is amazing yes it doesn't even yeah, have 100%. to be necessarily yeah. patreon but yeah yeah and you know when people tweet things like hey i'm new to the star wars community what's a you know podcast listening i see listeners of ours tagging us like that means so so much because you don't have to do that you the fact that you were thinking of us is is in that spot is incredible and it's not like it's common either it's not like every week no we're getting all these crazy recommendations or anything like that like when somebody does it we're always like that's crazy that's out of the ordinary that some of these people are are willing to share it you know and and any yeah you know, any time any one of our listeners or a Patreon supporter or whatever, any wh- however you absorb our podcast, take it upon yourselves to tell people about us. And I'm not even saying just on social media, whether you're in line at a grocery store yeah. and you see someone with a Star Wars shirt. I mean, th- you, th- what that does for us uh, as a little drop in the bucket, that bucket gets full when a lot of people do that sort of thing. And it really means a great deal to us. And I can't. Yeah, I can't thank you uh, people out there enough either for listening to us, sticking with us. And, you know, we have drive and because we want to do this stuff and we want to do it bigger and better. And when we keep saying we have big plans, we, we, oh, we do. And we can't do it without you. And now that we are going to be getting back out there in 2022, you're going to see what we're all about. And we can't wait. So we can't wait to meet you. A lot of you. Yeah. We all kind of took that discussion down a strange turn i don't know if we want i'm to saying because 2022 yeah. all the people that have been supporting us for the past oh, year true. and a half i'm most excited because i get to then meet you or engage absolutely. with you and absolutely meeting face to face is a whole different experience um and like i always say i apologize for being awkward at first but i genuinely can't wait to meet you <laughs> yeah i i feel the same way yeah i couldn't agree more and it's gonna be a great time and james you put it perfectly and so did you, Lacey, about the patrons and them sticking by us, especially in, you know, sometimes I feel like it's a Star Wars lull for some people who may not be fully have vested in like High Republic, like myself. I'm uh, one of them, who, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, hanging in, hanging in. Buckle up, baby, because 2022, <laughs> we are getting fed as Star Wars fans. And we thank everyone for uh, sticking by our side because can't we honestly can't spend the time we're doing doing this without you. So thank you. That is that is funny you say that, though, about the High Republic, because I am completely bought in on that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it feels like every single time I feel like I'm like, cool, 
take a breather. I Here's got everything more back books. to normal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, then the, like three weeks later, the new book comes out and I'm not a super fast reader and they usually give us the books earlier than the audiobooks, and I can get through the audiobooks fairly quickly, but the, the books themselves, I, I feel like I have to constantly find time to get through them. It takes me 10 to 15 hours to get through one of these novels. And so breaking that up over, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes here, 30 minutes here, you know, yeah. over the course. I mean, it runs like the entire month. So I ever since Light of the Jedi, I mean, it's just like been back to back to back to back to back, more book, more book, more book. And I, I have not stopped reading High Republic stuff this entire time. Mm-hmm. And, and But since we're speaking on the future of it too, like in a weird way, I feel like High Republic is starting to get to that point that is wrapping up it's like in the in it feels like it's kind of in the middle now um so i don't know how much longer they're planning on going with it um even though it doesn't even feel like it's been out that long because it was Hmm. earlier this year that everything started launching and they're they're kicking it out so fast maybe there's past the they've said there were three parts to it maybe they're planning on going four five and six next year um to continue the story uh, but we've all speculated too that it has a tie-in with Acolyte, and maybe this era of the High Republic is going to close. Then we'll see the Acolyte, and then we'll see more High Republic books that take place between where it ended and Acolyte, the show. Mm-hmm. You know, kind mm-hmm. of filling in those gaps. Now that we know where it led, we'll have a new perspective on it. So even the publishing end of 2022 looks like it could be another big year. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I should be going to New York Comic Con, I think, um, this October. So they usually do a publishing panel of some kind. So we'll see what they have to say. But anyway, um, good, better time than... uh, no better time than now to thank our uh, Patreon generals and spice runners as we approach the end of the show here. So a uh, big shout out to Carmelo, um, who, who's been with our Patreon since the beginning. So Carmelo, extra mm-hmm. thank you to you, man, over there in España, holding it down for his man. Uh, Andrew Staley, crush it on the pod race Monday. Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Rondé, Has Aslam. Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you, Generals. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C, Chris, uh, which stands for Checkers, apparently. Kendall Gellner, <laughs> Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Love all of you. Thank you all so much for all of your support. Uh, we have, I guess Neil is up next on his uh, spice run. So I'm very excited to see what uh, we do with Neil, which is uh, we do those videos with our spice runners. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you to everyone for all of your support on Patreon. And a- again, uh, all to our listeners in general. Thank you all so, so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show wherever you get it. Like we said, whether it's YouTube or your preferred audio podcast app. I love Spotify personally. There's plenty of others as well. Just subscribe so you know to get us twice a week every Monday and Thursday for the regular show. StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Johnny Hoey on Twitter. 
StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. We just put out an episode on The Rock on Tuesday. No, not The Wrestler. The mid-90s action movie starring Sean Connery and Nick Cage. Uh, Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Loving Star Wars, like always, at Lacey Gillerin. That's true. James? <laughs> People can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Myra Trunks, and... Up very early in the morning on Fridays, oh, <laughs> doing the Bad Batch reaction show, as well as uh, book discussions. Like I said, I just got done reading Out of the Shadows, uh, and we talked about it uh, on book discussions, me and Kyle. And we also did the What Happened in Out of the Shadows. So if you're not excited about reading or don't plan on reading the book, but you kind of want to have an idea of what's going on, you can check out that video and all the other videos that we do for all the books, including all the other High Republics, Light of the Jedi, and uh, Rising Storm. So, yeah, go check out what happened in the High Republic. Right on. And we hope you, uh, more importantly, enjoy your weekends as uh, those are coming up. And we'll see you, of course, as always, on Monday morning with another episode of TRB. We will see you around, kids. <laughs>